welcome, welcome, welcome to Planning Face Syndicate, episode 38. The episode name is To Understand the Dark Side, You Must Suffer Through Hardship and Struggle. Tonight, we're going to be talking about the Sith Takers tournament in the UK, even though they didn't play with any new rules and they still allowed bidding. I don't know what's wrong with these UK people, but that's what they did. So we are going to have a conversation about what the meta over there looked like, what we could kind of expect, and if it really looked that much different than when we instituted Road and No Bids. So um, I, I, I wanted to break it down, and I have statistical numbers. So if you're watching this, and you were watching last week, and I didn't have LVO statistical numbers, I have them this week, my friends. My friends, my friends, my friends. I spent a lot of time going through that today. Um with that being said, we also are going to be talking about the AMG spoilers, which we will get to right after bringing my guest, my guest host in, my guest host, my host in. I'm sorry, I'm still feeding off our last, uh, our our last book of Boba Fett segment where we had a guest for the first time on the show, and um, we're going to be talking about the new AMG spoilers. Plus, we are going to break down our predictions for what the meta is going to look like once 2.5 rules exist in reality. With that being said, let me bring in my co-host tonight. Welcome to the show, JJ. Welcome to the show, Charles. How are you all tonight? Doing good. Yeah. Doing well. I, I know I introduced you already, but the Rimming Rancher and the Wannabe Giants fan are both here joining me tonight. <laughs> tonight to talk about X-Wing and everything of it. If you don't know about our show or just joining us for the first time, we air ever live every episode at 9 p.m. Eastern, except for tonight. Um, every Sunday, we talk about X-Wing, new X-Wing content, or made-up X-Wing content that we decided was important for you all to know. We also stream every Wednesday night our community challenge. You can sign up in our Discord if you would like and join us to play right on stream with whatever rules float your boat. Or you could challenge Charles to whether he can fly a scumless better than you. <laughs> that's that's like the resident challenge I think right now is everybody wants to play Charles uh, and his scum list. Yes. The answer is yes. The yes that they fly that's it better JJ than you. How well that went. Mm. Look, man. Okay, no, I, I have no excuse. Damn it. <laughs> but if we watched how you played your scum list, off the board, so. yeah, you Shut flew up, Eamon Shut off up. the board, my friend. You you killed JJ, but you when it counted, you flew Eamon off the board. <laughs> Which I'll JJ be nice with Boskin with a with a Falcon like completely different lists yeah yeah with that being said jj you want to give a quick trilogy tournament update for us that would be amazing uh given that yeah. we, that's what we were talking about so uh week three we went oh and three unfortunately uh we had some really 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 tough matchups uh i played against a rebel list uh that uh, that dismantled me pretty fairly mainly because um number one he's a fantastic player and number two i definitely flew way too aggressively with taps and then i should have uh but still uh he was a, a fantastic person he was a gentleman uh really really great uh the second matchup that we had was uh john versus octor khan uh it was a separatist versus separatist list it was uh almost like a rematch of the lbo tournament almost but um um 
he, John uh, definitely tried his best, and he he was slowly climbing back up there, but or he got into some, some early trouble there against the uh, Khan Swarm, and um, and just couldn't recover uh, quick enough to to win the game there. Uh, Charles, um, well, I mean, we all have those those. <laughs> it was games a thirty sometimes. minute game. Um, it was hilarious it because I literally. Minutes. I was in Magic Kingdom. I had literally like pulled up Twitch like to see how the game was going, and like the game had like just started, and I'm like waiting for fireworks. I'm like, all right, let's see, let's see how how Charles is doing. And then I witness Simon doing a 4K off the board. I'm like, no, oh my god. Um, but yeah, it happens. It actually happened to me Oof. at a Top Cut. I flew. I did a 4K with a um, with a Kylo Ren silencer, a full health. And um, and I, I ended up losing that game because I did that very dumb move. Um, so, yeah, it happens. It happens. Yeah, so it wasn't like that a game was that important. So what does this mean now for Trilogy Tournament for you guys? Well, we are waiting for the final results, and they still have approximately seven games to complete between all the pods, and then uh, Nobby will do the the breakdown for um, the placements for all the teams, and then um, and then everything will be get assigned to brackets. Um, they had to take into account our um, our our record uh, combined with the number of wins that we have. And and go from there, and hopefully we can get seated. Uh, we did have a very strong week two and a pretty decent week one. Uh, week three was a little bad for us, but who knows? All right, well that's exciting. Um, I, I think it, it'll be fun to kind of see and continue with that uh, tournament and kind of see where we go from there. Um, yeah. Hopefully, we could kind of crawl back a little bit and take over our reigning championship because i think we we were doing really well until <laughs> the last set of of uh games yeah but that's okay that's okay that's what tournaments are for yeah and in fairness in fairness jj you started the downward trend of losing it was not charles <laughs> it was 100 percent the JJ, captain i was two and oh man i was two and oh and <laughs> not that time you weren't hmm <laughs> Tonight's episode is brought to you by Doer's Scotch and Maker's Mark Bourbon. If either of you would like to sponsor the show, I would happily stick your logos right up on screen. And Charles and I will happily enjoy some nice yes, multicolored bourbon. Yeah, you either doer or do or not. There is no try. <laughs> oh, like damn, it. you're on. Like you're it. on par. Yes. All right. Uh <laughs> With that being said, we do want to talk about the new spoilers. So without further ado, since I have them pulled up here already, we're going to go ahead and get right down to the nitty gritty. The first pilot we have for the Gauntlet Fighter is Ezra Brooks, one of my favorite pilots in the world. Um, he's an I-3. And JJ, why don't you tell us what this Gauntlet Ezra can oh. do? Now, I have a question though before you tell me about it. Did Ezra actually fly the gauntlet? Yes, like, did. did I miss this in one of the episodes? Yeah, it, it's in the whole Battle of Adalon. Uh, okay, uh, like part. Yeah, it, it's it's during that time. So he reads: While you defend or perform an attack, if you are stressed, you may spend one force to try change up to two of your focus results to evade results or hit results. 
and he's coming in uh, with just one force on this particular chassis. Now, I am really, really excited for this particular pilot because I've, I, as you guys know, I have my whole obsession with the Ezra meta, you know, trying to make him, uh, you know, relevant in the Rebel faction. He is absolutely going to be relevant in this ship because he's definitely going to have a force, uh, <laughs> a, a crew slot, uh, whether or not you do it with Night Brother or not. And you just pair this with Old Maul. And you are set. You're gonna have two force, uh, one that can be re uh, can reoccur constantly, and um, and you're good to go. Heck, you can even just take a reinforce, uh, which will give you the stress, and then you can uh, you can get that that passive mod uh, or um, that ability to change two focuses into either hits or or, um, or evades on offense and defense. A really really solid chassis. Yeah. There's a mall. Yeah, and the requirement yeah, Maul, to play Maul, Maul in Rebel was scum or squad featuring as a bridge Ezra Bridger. Exactly. Yep. Mm. Yeah, he's ten and it's points. The Maul crew that and it's is good. like what's stapled to Boba for a very long. It's the one force mm -hmm. point, and then it has a built-in hate, and it allows you to equip dark side upgrades. Exactly. Which I would, I would consider hate on this, um, or malice if I wanted to be more aggressive. But I think hate would be a fantastic staple onto Ezra to just constantly regenerate the force without having to um, get uh, get stressed like additionally. One damage with hate would replenish two force because of Maul's ability, wouldn't it? You could, or you can just, um, just recover one, and then if there's no more shots at the end of the turn, recover your second force, um, and you don't have to get double stressed. So that's, that's really good. Oh, fair. Fair. Mm -hmm. So what is Ezra... What is he? Oh, he's a gunner. Well, he's a gunner and he also has a pilot as well. Yeah. But he's the pilot of the uh the, uh, the gauntlet, TIE fighter. So it's and, a, any, yeah. Oh yeah, the, the rebel tie and the, the gauntlet. So any like you could put any pilot as long as you had Ezra and the TIE Fighter, you could still have Maul on the gauntlet as well. Mm -hmm. mm. So that's kind of spicy. I, I guess I never thought about that because my concern would be is if you put Ezra in this and then, and then you put Maul in here, now you're, you, it's going to be costly. That's a costly gauntlet. Yeah. To some is. extent. Yeah. I, we don't know what the cost is for Ezra here, but we do know Maul costs 10 points no matter what. So base cost, I would put this at about 62 to 64 points, I would say. You're going to make it cheaper than a fire spray? <laughs> well, remember at at the base cost of fire spray, it has more utility. I, I was going to say I two I two fire spray is sixty eight points. Yeah, that's fair. But uh, but think about it though, you have a better dial on the fire spray, and you you don't have a weaker rear arc on the fire spray. I think you have one less health, right? Because it's yeah. it's three shields and six hull. Yes, that's right. So two less health. So I think, and uh, I mean, and on top of that, you have a boost action which helps you reposition. So I think that uh, at the base uh, for it, not not including any potential upgrades, right? Um, at the base, I think that would be about right, like just slightly cheaper than than. I say seventy points, no questions asked, because of his ability. No, um, because you don't want to have three gauntlets. I don't think we'll see a gauntlet below seventy points. Okay, yeah. fair. That's fair. And, and if we do, it's what is my threshold? Sixty-eight. I think sixty-eight's my threshold for what's 67. no, it's not. It's sixty-seven. Sixty-seven. 
Yeah, so 66 is the lowest you can have and had yeah. three of them. So um, I do think we will see them, but I think the way they pipped them, I, I don't, say, I don't I, this, think we'll see initial points release, but I think that we'll maybe see some of the generics drop down potentially in the first points change after the release. But I don't see a gauntlet below 70. Yeah, I do, but I don't see the named ones being able to be fit. So I see we could have two gauntlets that are uh, 61 points each, let's say, that are generics. And then your next, so that puts you at 122. You're not going to see a, um, you're not going to see a 70 less than a 78 point then, you know, like they're going to do something to make sure you can't have three of them. It, it, it will happen. There's no way. Like I can't imagine flying Ezra and two of them together and, two and generics. Have, yeah. Like, no, thank you. Yeah. None of us want to see that. You, you got fangs. You don't need three gauntlets, but I want to run this with dash. Now I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How do I can we how do what's the button to kick him out? I'm <laughs> hold on. Hold on. I think there's one. I can meet there it you. Is. Oh, oh, there it there is. It yep. Is. No more JJ. <laughs> yeah, fucking Dash. No. I'm happy when Dash gets banned. Anyway, hey, next I beat a dash list at LVO. I'm excited. That's hey. exciting. I did not know that. You know what? You want to know? I'm gonna give you spoiler for Sith Thick Air Open. Guess what's exciting? In top 16 zero dash lists yes and there was rebels rebels was ultra prominent and zero top 16 dash lists nice. Fuck dash. damn yeah. man you got me fired up now already charles <laughs> or JJ. sorry jj yeah, it was JJ. yeah jj oh. mm. all right charles next one chopper tell us about chopper so, choppers and i2 uh single dot just like normal so unique uh, I am digging the art uh, behind him. Oh, yeah. Uh, at the start of engagement phase, each enemy ship at range zero uh, gains two jam tokens. Um, I'll be honest. Jam meta has not really been a huge thing. I mean, now with the jamming sensor suite, we saw a little bit more of it. Um, at LVO, the only jam that I put out was with uh, false transponder codes. Um, so minus that, I didn't really see a whole lot of, of jam meta being out there. And honestly, I personally view this is a, a waste of an ability unless it's costed, uh, just because, uh, with bumping in the new bumping rules, um, part of me wonders if the design for the gauntlet goes back to before AMG decided to change the rules or if AMG is following a templated release line that FFG uh, had previously set up for rules change, you know, followed by release of ships. I don't know if they're following like a Star Wars timeline where we're flashing back and doing all of that different stuff. Um, but I just don't see with the current bumping meta with everybody trying to avoid bumps as much as possible. Um, you know what I mean? LVO, we still bumped, but we didn't have the bump rules to cause additional damage. I don't see two jam tokens worth leaving your ship out to just get slammed into by other things, but that's just me personally in my play so, style. So, so I think that this uh, currently right now, right? I, I agree with you. This particular thing the with uh, for the, his ability, it's not going to be as relevant with the rules as they are now. Now with the new rules that are coming in, where you have the option as an enemy ship who bumps the ship 
to take a red focus or calculate action on your card, this jam token now wipes that away. Now you get no mods whatsoever with this. Um, obviously, he's an initiative two, and on the ghost, he has the same ability uh, with no talent slot, so you can't do like intimidation, which is going to be banned anyway. But I think wait, wait. That how do you know he has no talent slot? Just because he's a no, on the ghost, he's oh, okay. talent yeah, yeah. So, um so I think that it, it, my guess is that it will remain the same here on the uh, on the Gauntlet Fighter. Um, you do this against like Suntier Fell. Um, yeah, good luck getting your your extra focus after you focus action again. Um, you're not going to get that. So um, I, it, it does have its place, uh, but without a reposition maneuver, it's going to be tough for Chopper to get this reliably uh, more than once. It also shuts down Guri's ability if you do like a three straight into a bump. Yeah, or something like that, and still get your free focus token. Mm -hmm. This gets rid of that focus token as well. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I like this. I like it. I think this is really potent, personally. In the new meta, I think in the current meta, yeah. you're right, Sam. Whatever. I mean, it's inconsequential. But it, allowing the bump focus, bump calculate for stress, like you're not going to take it. It's a deterrent for that. Um, I also think this will allow Chopper to remain cheaper, personally. Yes, I think so. And which is sad because we may then be able to fit three freaking gauntlets in a list, um, which I'm not excited about. Well, but, if they keep them mm -hmm. on par with like how they have the VCX with their generic um, and Chopper, Chopper's only like one point more than the generic. Yeah. Um, so unless they make them like exactly like sixty-seven or sixty-eight points, then no, we we wouldn't be able to see three. But um, but yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Like I, I, on my side, like I think what's exciting is we get Chopper. I like the art on this card, honestly. Yeah. Um, if we're being honest, so uh, the art on this card is pretty totes. But um, I, I again, I think this is the situational, and I hope he's costed appropriately for it so absolutely now here you go a one pip mandalorian resistance pilot so yeah I like it we can't the, have three <laughs> yeah God. exactly yeah thing and i agree like i i'm glad that you can't like spam these on on the field um, what I do like, though, is the actual text on it. Like, it actually gives you a little bit of the lore there. Um, it says, some Mandalorian warriors, such as those of Clan Krees, remain unbowed and continue to fight the collaborationist rule of Clark Saxon and the Imperial Masters. Like, this, just nice little little lore there. And then on top of that, just seeing the, um, the it looks like an ATST in the background, like, after they try to do, like, a run on it. That looks pretty cool. I like that. Yeah, I, th I like it, too. Um, and again, I'm happy this is the one pip thing. I think the idea here is what they're trying to do, right, is get you to somebody's echoing, but trying to get you to do a this with like some fang fighters, you know, I, and and that's what I'm excited about is we're getting, you know, we're getting Rebel Fen, you know, like I don't think Charles wants to play it. You already but, had Rebel Fen. Yeah, he sucked. He just he wasn't sucked. in a fang. He sucked and you know he sucked. <laughs> You played him and he sucked. <laughs> uh, it sucks because, like, an I6. Anyway, anyway, we're going to stop there. They need to lower Fens cost 10 points in the AP5 or in the AP shuttle. I was going to say, I agree. Fen needs to be 10 points lower in the in the Fang as well. No. Nope. 
I think, although I did see, <clears throat> quick tangent, I did see that um, the voice actor for Fen Rao from uh, Rebels or Resistance uh, was pushing to reprise his role as Fen Rao live action in either Mando or the Book of Boba Fett. I think that'd be totally mm, cool. Okay. Can we not go back to that? But that's exciting. That's next week's <laughs> I just discussion. Said I read, like, I read a that news article that he was pressing to reprise, just like the uh, chick that did the voice of Bo-Katan played her character yep. in Mando. Like, I would love to see like another Death Watch. Mm. Um, you know what I mean? Uh, oh. Like protectorate character. I think that'd be awesome. Yeah. Hey, and and Charles. Okay, we're gonna tangent for a second because that's my thing. <laughs> hey, um, you're good. So we I think saw anybody who's watched this podcast for more than like a week knows that there is no plan. So I'm sorry. So we saw we saw all these cards, right, for the 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 Mandalorian pack, right? Or the 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 Mandalorian Pride pack, whatever the hell you want to call it, right? Yep, nope, you're good. I'm in. There is all these characters. And I went back and re-looked at all these because then JJ had to remind me I must have been stoned or something on the show because <laughs> we've already covered all these cards. But I went back and thought, what if these all show up in Mando 3? Like, like, what if, like, kind of like what we talked about three weeks ago when we did that episode where we talked about, you know, the possibility that this could be a Mandalorian war that Mando goes back to to try to reclaim Mandalore or Concordia or something like that. Like, that's the more I think about it and the more I think about all these other characters, the more excited I become that we could actually have that like that, that. This so close to reality, it's not even funny, you know. Um, I don't know, maybe I'm only excited and you're not excited, but no, I weird. just for me, I'm yeah. just I'm looking at it and like from and I'm, I'm this is my real hat, right? Not because fan wise, I would love that, I would love more Mandalore content. Is one of the things that drew me into Knights of the Old Republic was because most of it was like Mandalore and and Mandalorian like history, but for me, it just Mando was a foundling. He has no real tie to to the planet. Like, it's not his home world. It's not, like, he's not a true Mandalorian. He's, he's like, an adopted Mandalorian, which is great. But I think, like, if you were going to do something like that, um, I would want it to be more Bo-Katan-centric, uh, just because it's kind of been her story arc for the entirety of her character is, is bringing back the, the honor to Mandalore and, and bringing back, you know, her family as the ruling power. So I think it, it makes more sense character wise for her uh, than it does Mando who doesn't really show anything other than this outlying kind of cultist uh, mindset of the, this is the way that was a sect off of the actual like Mandalorian religious, you know, zealot. And so like, they were never on the planet. That's how they survived the raising. So he doesn't really have like this overwhelming character tie in my mind uh, to Mandalore as a planet. So I don't see that. Like, like, again, I get the excitement for it, but if they do it, I don't know that I'm going to be on board just because I don't feel like he's that much of a Mandalorian what, character other what than if the he armor. What if he gives up the dark saber in battle to her and or what if they break that theology, right? Like we all know this is the way and the whole Mando thing feels cultish, right? To some extent. Like in fairness, it, it really does. And yep. 
they touch on that. And I know you haven't watched all the Clone Wars, but there's actually some really good Mandalorian episodes in the Clone Wars, just yeah. so you know ahead of time. Oh, I, I, I've heard, so that's why okay. I was starting to dive into it a little more. That and I was trapped at LAX for five and a half hours. But oh, There you go. That's, <laughs> that's a good reason, too. Um, you should have brought your PS5 and a TV with you, and then we could have played it. Oh, yeah, the, you know, because I'm just going to fly to it. Vegas with a TV. Hell, yes. Yeah, set it up in the art part. You'd be, you'd be pop as shit. Um, anyway, but but they 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 go through this, and that's again, that's where a lot of this mall, you know, stuff comes from, and we get some of these other syndicates. I just, I get excited by it, and 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 I hope if they do do that, Mando isn't the the theme of it, right? He's there as a supporting character for yeah. everything. So, I would, I agree I with you. Like to, I would like some like he learns to use the dark saber or something. Like if I'm long gaming Mando, he learns to use the dark saber goes to fight Bo-Katan and maybe Bo-Katan has formed her own like version of the dark saber. Like she found some ancient text and learned how to build. And we get like a fuck, like uh, an, an actual like Mandalorian warrior, like duel uh, between yeah. lightsaber wielders and like the, the person becomes who owns both of them. I don't want the, the shattering of the ideology. Cause I actually like the whole, you know, the warrior tribe mentality that has always been Mandalore and has always remained on Mandalore. So I don't want them to, to walk away from that and to step away from, Oh, well, we're just going to get rid of the dark saber. Like too much time and too much effort has been built into the lore. That is this sword and the power that comes behind it for them to just go, Oh, we built an entire show around this for two seasons. Uh, we're just going to throw it away. I would be so upset and I, it just would drive me insane, but that's just me. Yeah. Nope. That's fair. All right. Next card. We have night brother, which is exciting to me as it is. It's weird. I'm kind of confused why it's in Rebel, um, but I'm sure JJ can correct me and give me some weird reference as <laughs> to why it is. Because um, oh, Ezra, oh. that's why. Oh, yeah, remember? He was, uh, he was Ezra's crew. No, 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 because Ezra went into Maul's ship and together they found out about Tatooine and stuff, and that was Maul's ship, the Night Brother. That's why. So technically, right. oh, technically, so he had access to the ship. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Got it. All right. Yep. I say boo, and I think that. Screw you guys. You, Rebels <laughs> did not deserve Night Brother. That's a scum. That's really a scum only type thing. Maybe Separatist a little bit, but really it's more of a scummy thing. Like, a, All right. Moving on. Anyway, it is a title upgrade with a mod slot. You have to have both. After you reveal a non-blue maneuver, if you are stressed, you may spend two energy to gain one focus or evade token. It also adds an additional crew slot. So we're either being told gauntlets come with one native, one native slot, or this is going to add a third slot. One of the two. Um, I like this title. I hate rebels uh, for everything <laughs> about them. And I don't think they should get this. I don't think this is very overpowered personally. Um, I think the bigger thing that this does is give you a crew slot. So if chopper comes in cheap, right? Adding that crew slot just allows you to start taking um, Ezra, Gunner, Maul, all these other crazy things that you're going to get. And, and that's that, that's the bigger issue with that. Other than that, like it's a cool card. I think it's very well balanced. Every two churns, you get to get a focus or a vade token for free. There you go. 
Look, I'm yeah. I'm all in for this, especially if it's a third crew slot, because that means I can party bus a uh, I could party bus a, a gauntlet fighter <laughs> and throw that. two crew, throw three crew on there instead of two crew and a gunner. I'm I'm all for that life. Yeah, I think this just just makes this ship a lot more thematic, specifically for Ezra, because again, you're you're if you're going to take this title. Um, and you're going to be focused or if not, uh, uh, I mean, stressed rather, you know, from using his ability or Maul's uh, cruise ability, having both Ezra, Nightbrother and Maul all together to make this particular ship work. Yes, it's going to be expensive as hell. This is this has got to be like, I don't know, I, I, w- I would put this at about like seven or eight points at minimum because this is a free mod, basically. Um, this this makes that ship very, very thematic. Like I'll feel like I'm, I'm flying that particular ship right out of season three of rebels. And that's, that's going to be great. I'll really enjoy it. I am. I think rebels. Rebels. might put it a little high. Just personally, yeah, I think that's it's high. a charge. It's not a, not a guaranteed. I would probably Fair. put this around five. Fair. Yeah. Four or five. Now, Here's the thing. Do you think this benefits Ezra more or does it benefit Maul? Which is weird because this is technically Maul ship. Um, I think that Maul gets a lot out of this, um, because so Maul already, I believe, was what two or three force. He's three force, and he's a coordinate ability. Right. So you get three force. You can coordinate, and then spend two charges, depending on what everything. You know what I mean. Depending on where everything rocks out and what you're looking at board wise you can give yourself an evade and have three force and an evade for your for your roll or you can take a focus whatever the case may be cuz they're they're what one evade die no two they're two, two? Evade dice. so then you got a 50/50 shot of being able to double evade every round uh with the force to to traverse a focus if you need to and still have mods for offense or if for whatever reason you're not taking a shot you've got your force plus a focus you could save all of your force for defense and use a focus on offense. I think this makes Maul crazy, um, personally. Plus, giving you the crew slot, you can add in somebody else in addition to Maul's ability. Um, in Rebel, you could f- you could put Leia. Leia's Yuck, a single stop. crew. Damn it. I'm sorry, what? You asked Yuck. my opinion. Like, Yuck. this gives a crew slot to a Rebel <laughs> ship or even a scum ship. You could put Zam on this thing. You could non-maneuver stress, get Zam, let Zam give you a free target lock. You have just got a focused target lock shot with Zam as a crew on the ship, and you didn't spend any actions All to right. do it. I got, I'm going to go back to your original uh, higher cost. Uh, I'm not, you're, you're convincing me this needs to be an eight-point upgrade. Good board. Sorry, you see? That's saying, why I so said many opportunities it has to for this to just become busted. Yeah. You're right. Now, now, what they could do is they could do variable cost based on initiative, and that feels a lot more fairer because the the higher initiative ships have better a, uh, agency for it. You know, they they want to sure. they'll take more advantage of it, especially mall. Um, so you can make it more expensive for mall, um, for for like scum, and then the generics. I, I disagree. Have as much as that, I disagree. Make it one point high point cost. <laughs> nope. I don't. And, and I don't want any sweet free. <laughs> what? Make and Jamie sweet free. free. <laughs> Look, if I equip Night Brother, can I just make it take away all of the landing struts on a droid swarm? <laughs> no, because Maul and Separatists are kind of like 
intricate. So. Oh, now I see what the problem is. It's a scum and rebel title only. He can't use it for CIS. <laughs> yes, That's exactly. where the real problem exactly. lies. No. Otherwise, no. Chris is in. Chris is in 100% if no. I could use it for CIS. <laughs> no, I was not. Uh, uh No, I, I agreed it was overcosted until you pointed out how you could abuse it. And now I actually agree with you that it's undercosted at five points. It's like, yeah, screw it. Make eight, it eight. Like, Make it 10. Yeah. Fuck it. Make it 10 points to come out. Let nobody use it and then lower it from there. All I right, so, so hold on. I don't think ten points stops people from using it. I don't Moldy either. Crow is multi crow no, is like sixteen. It doesn't yep, make it, you know. It, it doesn't make it a you know have you like a really effective list either. But you know, yeah. Uh, multi crow is amazing at sixteen. I I right right. That's so a can, consideration if you run a hawk every time. No questions asked. Yeah, exactly. But in order for you to run a Hawk, right, uh, you, you have to keep it super lean because you need to invest points in your other ships that can actually maneuver, right? Uh, whereas this, you outmaneuver it out the side. And Not Rebels. Back, so. Not Rebels. In Rebels, you just move one forward, and that's it. Well, I like, think that's the Rebel win strategy. But is one this makes no one Fen Ra, Fen Rao in, in, in Rebels in a Fang Fighter makes no sense. Like, Fang Fighters in Rebels don't fit the archetype at all. Like they I'm happy to have that. <laughs> I'm happy that we get them in rebels because it makes me want to run rebels more. I'll be honest. Like I don't like rebels. I actually like rebels less than I like scum. And it, it is it, it, me too. Yeah, I know you do. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> oh my God. All right. Let's move on before we get too far. Um, did we cover this Bo-Katan crew? I, th I think we briefly touched it, but uh, we can definitely go. No, no, no. It. If we've touched it, let's move on to Sith Acres Cup. I don't want to okay. cover anything we've already covered. I just couldn't remember. This was the last card I had not remembered us covering. So, um, JJ, you're the only sober member of this podcast right now. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're we're counting on you for order, sir. I'm sober. What yeah, are you talking yeah. about? Yeah, we we've definitely covered this card. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. Let's talk about Sith Takers Cup. So here's the ugly graph that TTT gives you. Um, you can see Scum and Villainy look like they came in pretty hardcore. So do you... did I go did I go colorblind or is this all blue? It's it's no, it's not all blue. It's 90% blue with one black color. I was gonna say they're all varying shades of blue. Other than the black. Like this Galactic Empire, I think it's black. I don't really know. It could be blue. Who knows? Blue. My eyes say that's be. a navy blue, but that's fine. Knows? You you a hundred percent actually could be right, Charles. I have no idea. <laughs> I did not make this graph. This Fair is a enough. native graph. I don't like it because it, it what it does is it blows things up that I, I I don't agree with. So what I did is I went and counted all total lists. Right, I took the percent of what they were total. Then I took they're cut now normally i believe 116 people does not equate to a top 32 i could be wrong but i believe it does not but either which way sith takers cup had a top 32 also sith takers cup did not have the same rule set that we've been kind of seeing um played out they are playing with essentially no hard mode obstacles they are they allowed for bids and they allowed for um uh 
they allowed for no road. So whoever had the lower bid chose first or second so place. So they went with 2.0 rules, not yes. 2.5 rules. Okay. Yep. Like the good old, the golden days. The golden days. Um, I disagree with that. But um, <laughs> anyway, so they 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 went with that. And, and, and I'm going to say two things. One, I think it's interesting what we see makes cut and some of these percentages. And um, even with these these bids, I, I it's extremely interesting what makes cut because what it does is it kind of is going to tell a story about what's going on. So we're gonna when we get to these top cuts, I included the um total points, and there's only one or two that are gonna stand out to you um in terms of what was ran with lower point sets. Now, if we look at the total, there's 116 players, 24% of them flew rebels, 16% flew Empire, 15% flew Scrum. 17% flew Rebel or Resistance. Only 7% or 8 people flew First Order. 11% flew Republic. Almost 10% flew Separatist. And 100% played X-Wing. Yes, 100% played. I, fuck off. I, I, it's an OCD thing. <laughs> some, some people it made me play feel Tower better. Defense. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, some play enough, Tower Defense. <laughs> <laughs> so... What I did then is I said, okay, well, how many people made top 16? How many people made top 32? And then what is my total top cut? Because again, I believe top 16 is really what we would have had here, but they did a top 32. So again, whatever, it's inconsequential, but I wanted to break out those numbers. So just for everybody watching, the total rebel cut in the thing was nine, but only three made top cut for top 16 and only six made top 32, right? So top 32 had nine top 16 had three. If that makes, does, does that make sense? Are you all tracking yeah. with me so yeah. that I'm not crazy drunk, crazy. Okay. So that's rebels. Then we move into empire. Only one made top 16 and three made top 32. Scum did two in 16 and two in 32. Resistance had three in top 16 and nobody in top 32. I'm confused on that one. How is it possible that they made top 16 but did not make top 32? Okay, because I broke it out. So in the 32 sect, there was nobody. So... If you go 17 through 32, there was nobody oh, in resistance. God, I'm out. No, I thought your top 32 included the top 16. Nope. I'm like, this is nope. starting to get weird. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm yeah. tracking your stat set yeah. now. We're good. Yeah. We're good. Yep. So, so total in cut was four for scum, let's say, right? Two in top 16 and two between 17 and 32. I Got broke it, it apart okay. differently on purpose because, because it makes it, it, it makes a huge huge no, difference absolutely. and i'm tracking now i just okay. my brain was like if they made top 16 technically they yeah, made okay. top 32, yeah yeah, yeah you're right yeah, your 32 did. is 17 to 32 so we're yeah. tracking now okay yep. first order match scum republic had one list in top 32 that's it <laughs> they <laughs> either those players failed or those lists sucked one of the two um separatists had five in top 16 and two in top 32. And by the way, none of them were droid swarms. Just want to make sure that's noted. 
So now we can look at the actual percentages, right? So Rebels came in at 18%, 37.5%, but overall only 28%. So pretty high. So they actually came in, the cuts they made was 4% more than the percent of lists brought to the tournament. That's pretty big. That's that's the number I want everybody to look at. And this is why I say this. So like when we look at this 24% versus this 28 total, right? That's huge. Now, if you were to just... Are good? Huh? Rebels you, mean, are good. Be, you mean beef lists are good? Who knew? Yeah. Beef lists without dash are good, actually. So Yeah, yeah, because um, no dash made top cut. You're right. So anybody no, no, without one, dash. One did. There's How one in the top he 32. He win, did he? No, he top 32. He had one. But no, he oh, did not. He, he didn't make it into the top it. 16. So yeah, yeah got it. I okay. made sure I double checked that because I hate. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were about to say I made sure he didn't make it into the top. I was I was on my phone. Code. He had the code. Take no, out his knees. Nope. I was on my phone making sure I was like, all right, somebody go fuck that player over. Make sure he don't win. <laughs> somebody uh, who wants 50 so bucks. Real quick story for you guys on a side note for LVO. This did not happen. I want to go on record and say this did not happen, but it was a damn funny joke for the beginning of LVO. Uh, John and I played in the Friday heat. And John kind of told me on the side that if he went five and zero, because they were five round heats instead of six round heats, uh, that while in Vegas he would get Vader Defender tattooed on his body. Um, I may or may not have told D and Ryan uh, that that was a bet that John had made, and they both agreed to the collusion uh, that if one of John's if any of John's opponents came and said they were John's opponents and forfeited the round that they would give both players a win so that we would force John 5-0 and so that he would get Vader Defender. It did not happen. It did not happen. That is not how it went down. But the collusion was thick in, in LVO to get John a tattoo. That would have been his That's first great. tattoo ever. So, Oh, that'd be an awful tattoo to have. Right? But uh, it would have been amazing. What a story. Yeah, that's true. I mean, if he goes fast enough, he gets in a vein. So. <laughs> <laughs> he never get John never gets a speeding ticket again. I, I got Vader Defender. What do you want to yeah, talk I about got, that I pig? I got a free evade. I went faster than three, sir. Ugh. All right. So Empire had only one in the total top 16, three in 32. So they came in 6%, 19% with an overall 12.5%. Uh, cut. So they are lower than expected. Scum went 2-2-4, two, two, and four, right? That's 12.5% across the board. They performed a little bit under what their total list broad is. Um, I'm not actually surprised by that because I think running Scum is a lot harder um, than other factions, in my, in my personal opinion, when it comes to um, other than Separatists, <clears throat> when it comes to um, actually putting together a decent list that can battle the field. I think Scum has a harder time with that, um, and it takes a little bit more of a skill set, in my opinion, to play variable ships than um, Rebel. Just I could, go on a ra- I could go on a rant on why, but I'll save that for another episode. Yeah. You, we don't ha- we do not, you do not get a system malfunction today, my friend. All right. Resistance came in 19% of top cut 16 Zero percent and an overall nine percent, very underperforming those seventeen percent 
of total list brought. So that tells me two things. One, either the players that made top cut are really, really, really that good. Did I lose everybody? No. Okay. Nope. nope. I'm still here. Right. Sorry. My, uh, my other computer just did some anyway. So, um, either that or the fact that resistance is, um, uh, overrepresented by the archetype style that they were playing. And we'll get to that in a minute. The next one is first order came in identical to scum first order outperformed their standard list, right? So the, the amount of them that were brought was, um, eight. Yeah. 7%. And they came in at 12 and a half. That's pretty big. That's actually a pretty big swing. Um, which tells me that FO is typically probably stronger. Um, than the amount of people that believe it is. So there should be more people so, running it to dilute that number. I so would say that I, for me, it would depend on their list. Cause if they're running yes. like Focho versus running aces, there is a very different skill set for both of those style of lists. Well, there's no Focho. And, so, so here's the disparity, right? Between online X-Wing and in life X-Wing, right? Cause if you take a look at online X-Wing, like TTS, a lot of the, the top FO lists have a lot of the FO bombers, um, like the six bomber list does really, really well. in a lot of the tournaments, uh, quite a few of them make cuts regularly for this in, uh, in real life X-Wing, you have to buy three of those packs in order for you to run like a full swarm of the Fojo or rather the FO bombers, I should say. We'll, we'll see. You should hold that. You should pin that thought, JJ. No, I'm just saying you're going to be very board, surprised. There's, there's going to be people who will run it. Yeah, that they have the ability to run it, but it's not going to be as common as running like separate like regular races. Fair enough. And I'll be honest at LVO, any FO list I ran up was either running two bombers or no bombers. Yeah. Uh, and they were 100 percent a style lists um, or they were running uh, two a style pilots or one a style pilot with a tie and then two of the bombers. Um, but very rarely did I see more than than two bombers fielded. Maybe there was one that had four, but I did not see six. I'm not there saying there wasn't one. I just didn't see it. And it might there have was been definitely not six. Um, so Republic is next and Republic came in at three percent. Compared to their the 11 percent brought um, not only this is this hugely underrepresented. What this tells me is that um before any of these points changes or any of these rule changes, Republic is um, overcosted for what they have. Or somebody had discovered the secret sauce, but I'm guessing it's overcosted. And that's probably because of the fact that we lost um, because they lost the cannon slots for ETAs. I think that's a big thing. And I think um, Jedi Knights with the Delta 7 are slightly overcosted. But that's just my opinion. All right. Last faction is Separatist. Came in with the 9.5% of total things. They made 31% of, of top 16, 12.5% of top 32, and an overall 22% coming in just underneath Rebel. Now, the difference is their expected rate at 9.5%, right? is different than the 22% they come in at. Now, um, did, just out of curiosity, how many of those separatist lists were swarms? Zero. Zero. Really? Literally not zero. A single, not a nope. single droid swarm? 
Nope. And I consider anything over six and above a swarm. So no. So five droids and like a nope. They didn't uh, have that either. Oh, Nothing okay. like that. They they're four ship or less list. Interesting. All right, okay, cool. Four ship Django. or less. Django Django's am. Uh, only one, but we'll get to that. So all right, fair enough, fair enough. So I I won't say separatists are undercosted, but I will say separatists, um, at least in the 2.0 meta, without Django Sam, do fare very well. Um, period. And if this meta they don't give us points updates, I would say separatists are probably poised to win quite a bit of things. So um in my opinion, AMG shut the fuck up and walk away for a couple of weeks, maybe even till after Adepticon. Um, and then you do whatever you want. But, um, you know, like if, if we want to look at statistics and I'm a statistical person, um, rebels and separatists probably need to be looked at, honestly. Yeah, I think we're going to it's going to take us like two to three episodes just to go through all the changes and the impacts. Um, maybe, maybe. Yeah, probably. Or we'll sit down and cast the whole thing for a six-hour show, and we'll start at like six p.m. at night and cast six hours and break it up into three episodes. Or maybe we'll, we'll go live like as like the fire cast. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about the actual list. The winner, the winner of Sith Takers, had a Resistance Y-wing, no name. <laughs> Resistance Y-wing with electro chafe missiles. <laughs> Right, so it's it's Poe, so it's it's Commander Poe, so the crap Poe. Um, all right, he's not crap. Actually, that's my favorite Poe of of all time. Um, with heroic Jamie Beam and S foils, Jess Pava with Jamie Beam and S foils, a red expert with R six D eight S foils and Jamie Beam, and a Y wing with an ion turret, wartime loadout, and electro chafe missiles, and. I didn't get to catch all the games because I had hockey for my nephew literally all weekend, um, especially in the mornings when this bloody thing was running. There's a couple of uh, ones I'm going to go back and watch tomorrow while I'm working, but the final was really, really good. That Y-Wing, for its points, did its work. And that goes back to the fact that ion turrets or ion cannons are good, <laughs> especially when you could fit them with a nine health ship for 45 points. That's just really good. And I don't want to see ion turrets go up, but I think I want to see wartime loadout loadout go up. So I don't have a bunch of these bloody white wings filling in in resistance list. I like this list though. Um, and this is definitely something I will be considering running for my locals. Look, it yeah, won I mean, one tournament. I don't see a need to, to nerf hammer right. or something that won fair, one fair. tournament. All right, fair enough. Maybe, maybe yeah. fair. Yeah. I mean, that's like saying that we you know we're gonna nerf all the, the vultures because they won LVO. I mean, <laughs> well, JJ, if oh, we want to talk about history, all it always fucking happens. It always happens. So so here you go. Here's my prediction. If they do raise it, you owe me a bottle of whiskey. There you go. Because of your damn comments. Keep your mouth shut. I don't want to see vultures go up. Thank you very much. Well, Everybody else mean, in the X-Wing community does. Without a without fail, I guarantee you they will go up just because they do take advantage of the newer rules a little bit more. So yeah. I, I, that's all I'm going to say. But anyway. Well, hopefully they don't come out before Crossroads, uh, which yeah. is in two weeks, and I can 
run a droid swarm even, to my heart's content. Even if they do, it's always up to the TO whether or not they're going to. It's already stated. If the, if the rules come out before Saturday this week, they're switching. So, okay, okay. yeah, fair. Which is fine. I like Wild Wild West. It just kind of means I'll go back to my. I might be running Boba Eamon. Um, it, it was, uh, all right, we're gonna keep moving because if they give if they give me Boba <laughs> and they give me a crew slot back, I'm running Boba Eamon. Just as an FYI to everybody, yes. like if I get if I can have Maul back or whatever, get a or you like give me give me a Force crew. I'm 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 running Boba Eamon. Like unless somehow they hike Boba's points, I'm just gonna run Boba Eamon. Give me if, Boba if they crew slot and take away Force users, I'll throw a perceptive co-pilot on it. We'll still have some fun. Yep, I say it, again. If they give me a crew slot, I'm running it. Period. Unless they don't touch droids, then I'll run droids. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. All right. nerf droids into the ground. Just saying. Yeah, I know. Get Chris to play scum. That's what Charles is trying to say. <laughs> and guess what happens when Chris plays scums? That means Mando comes out and a gauntlet fighter that looks better than every other gauntlet fighter. That's so, right. I mean, I'm just saying, like, I'll so what embrace we're, what scum. We're hearing Chris say is he is a bandwagon player. Whoever has the best looking <laughs> ships, Chris is on board. <laughs> Except for I won't play Dash, and I'm not big into the rebel, the rebelist. So. Yo, if if Chris wins a tournament with Scum instead of CIS, oh my God, he has I'm to be so hard. He has to be banned to play Dash for two weeks only. Like he He'll, can play nothing but Dash lists. He'll have <laughs> to play the Scum flag in his background for like a month. All right, uh, you got to buy me one. I don't own. I'll one, send you so. my. I'll send you mine. <laughs> All right. So the next uh, list I got here is uh, OJ Hemmings here running the Rebel Alliance. Here he's the runner up here. Um, he is running Han Solo uh, with Trickshot, Vistan, Perceptive Copilot, and R2-D2 Crew, uh, which is the regenerative R2-D2 uh, or degenerative. Uh, next one is Jake Farrell in the RZ-1, just pure uh, support A-Wing there. And then Wedge Antilles with Predator, um, which is exactly how I would run this particular list. I'm running at 197. Um, so you have two I-6s with I-4 support. Um, interesting that he chose not to run this with vectored cannons um, to make sure that he always gets that uh, that extra focus off uh, with his ability. Uh, but yeah, this is really, really good. You're getting a double taps uh, from Han, especially if you get him out behind a rock. That's four, two four-dice shots, basically old dash, and then R2-D2 to just keep him alive constantly. Um, so yeah, really solid list. Yeah. And and I think this list is a synth. Okay, not synth, but like it's part of the old meta, right? Like this is this is what we're see, this is what we've seen. This is the, this type of a list. The reason you don't have the vector cannons, in my opinion, is because Jake is not used to running that. So anybody that has ran that this type of list is probably not used to running vector cannons on Jake, which does screw up a little bit of your boost barrel type. You know, um, you're it, that's you're just not used to running Jake that way. I agree with you; it's stronger, in my opinion, but it does take a different um, approach to playing than you're used to. With that, solid list. So this is a uh, approved scum list on my 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 radar. Yeah. All right, L Liam. So now we're into top four. Liam has a separatist list. Okay, so I'm going to hold on. I'm going to go back. We're going to say 200 points here. So obviously, road does play a big effect in how things work, but not so much that you have. We, we sh as concerned as we have been, this tournament kind of shows a little bit different of a theory, right? You know, 
Yes, right. Han, this Han list comes in three points cheaper, but three points is not a very deep bid. No, not at all. Next list is Liam from the top four with Django Fett, Thermals, Slave One, and Auto Blasters. Definitely a very different Django Fett. Then we have Shertek in the Nantex, which is a dick move in my opinion, with Ensnare and Intimidation. Very big dick move, but very effective. And Grievous with Solus One. Um, definitely a different take on the Zam Grievous um, Nantex from that we've seen earlier in 2.0. Um, I don't like this build. I would never run this, but that's only because I would not like to run a 60-point Nantex because my Nantex never live, ever. They don't. Well, I mean, so here's the thing. In the old rules, Nantex win. What I, right. get to, I get to get in your way, bump you, move, and then, th and then as a rotate, throw my arc to you and then throw a tractor on you. Small base ship that equals like death as long as I can bump into you. Like in old rules, no bumping, no road. I control who goes first, who goes second. It's always the same. I don't got to worry about rocks destroying me because I just avoid them and I don't accidentally go through them or I bring clouds so then rocks don't matter, you know, on the over under. This was a very controlled list. I ran something very similar with Zam, Chertek, and Grievous. Um, in a in one of the first galaxies tournaments it's a super struggle i did run it with intimidation but i mean i i don't see intimidation being needed you could probably take intimidation off and put something somewhere else unless you're just trying to fill points um because ensnare chertek is still just awful it's amazing i again i ran something very similar to this and it's it's oppressive if you can get it to trigger right and get your three yeah. angles of fire it's just awful yeah, it's interesting that they, they chose Intimidation for this because typically when you're running this style list, you're going to go first, right? Because you you have no bid um, on the off chance that you face somebody else that has 200 points. Um, as soon as you you want to move Chertek in a position where he can just set up the block um, and already have the, the tractor token on him so that way he can trigger and snare and then just pass it off to a ship in his, um, in his arc. Um, if you do that and they move out, um, then they're not intimidated anymore. Um, so they, they don't have that agility unless you decide to just leave them uh, on there and then you don't have a shot. Um, so, I, I mean, it, it's probably really good to like just bring a, a three agility ace down to just one agility. Um, or, uh, but, I mean, beyond that, I, yeah, it's just an interesting choice. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's not my style. How about that? And I'm a scum player. And it's not my or I'm a separatist player. And it's not my style. You heard it. He said it. You heard it. He said it. He said that right now. He said that. Mark it right now. You all got to figure out how to edit the episodes first. You mark the shit out of whatever you want. But when the guy talking edits all the episodes, uh, cheers to that scotch. That scotch slip up. All right. So can I stop it for just a second? I'm sorry, Charles. And I I know we're at ten thirty. I got really excited because I just had somebody message me telling me that they're going to come play in-person X-Wing with me tomorrow and they're bringing my LVO. So I'm a little excited all of a sudden. Oh, John? Yes. So I finally right get my LVO mat, which... And JJ, my... Wednesday, Wednesday night sounds fine, brother. Okay, cool. If it's easier for you, I can meet you at House Rules. 
Uh, no. Can you guys set up a camera and play live X-Wing and I'll stream it? Uh, I, we could probably do it at your place or you can do it at my place. Yeah, we can set it up at my place. I don't care. Yeah. I, oh, God. I would love to stream some live X-Wing between the two of you. Okay, let's let's move on. Move on. Anyway, <laughs> but um, that's a discussion <laughs> for tomorrow morning. Uh, the two of you owe me a conversation. All right. Next list, <laughs> which I believe Charles will be very excited about, is oh, a scum joy. list from Sam. Oh, I sorry. On the screen, it said Kester Smith, and I'm like, oh, first order. You're right. I'm so happy no, for that one. No. The one above it, my friend. The other um, top four list. So, oh, wow, that's tiny. Uh, oh, Black Sun Ace, Black Sun Ace, Black Sun Ace, Black Sun Ace. Another so Black Sun. They're Ace. all Black oh, Sun Aces with five, Predator. Five K Wings with Predator. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in. That's that's an X Wing list. Like that's a Rebel X Wing list all day. Yeah. Um. Not much to be said. This made cut. beef for the win. Yep. That made some cut. I will tell you what I'm sad about that there's too many of these for the scum list in top cut. And I prefer um, other lists. I know are strong, but I do like this list. I have actually put this on the table uh, with the help of a local. And <laughs> I, I will tell you, it's pretty fun to run. Yeah. Cause you run the snaggle two formation on this particular list. Yeah. So you can uh, get the predator off more reliably. Yeah. Yep. All right. Our next player is Kester Smith. Now, there was only two six and zero players in this whole tournament, and this gentleman was one of them. JJ, so he's running first order here uh, with no bid. He has Ty uh, Tyler run, <laughs> Kylo <laughs> run, <laughs> Kylo run in the whisper. Can I have? Can we get Kylo in a Tie Fighter? I, I'm petitioning AMG right now. I'm sorry, I've been drinking and like everything's off the wall. Period. Yeah, I want Kylo I run in a Tie Fighter. I was thinking of Toddler Ren. Uh, oh! <laughs> this one would be adult Kylo. Yes, yes. Before so he gets this is Supreme Leader Ren um, in, with Predator, Pattern Analyzer, and the Ends Jamming Suite. Uh, he has three uh, SE bombers, uh, the First Order bombers, uh, two of them with Automated Targeting Priority, Connor Nets, and Proximity Mines, and then Grudge with Automated Targeting Priority, Thermal Detonators, and Proximity Mines. This is almost like the First Order version of Charles' list with the B-Wings. Um, really, really strong because obviously you're bringing Grudge to help uh, with the Proximity Mines. Uh, but just having the Connor Nets there to just keep that, that ship in place so that way you can just dunk on them with the Proximity Mines later or have Kylo come in. Uh, really, really strong. Um, I'm surprised that he actually ran this at a full 200. I actually would have dropped maybe one of the Connor Nets just to get a bid on it, just in case. But uh, but yeah, this is super strong. Yeah. So since we're talking about Kylo and other things, I just want to throw a quick shout out to one of my opponents from LVO. Uh, Glitterstim ASMR. No. Gave us these all no, no, hold on. Gave us these awesome alt art cards. Uh, JJ, I have one of these for you when I meet you in person. Ah, is, that's right. I've seen those. Yep. <laughs> that's amazing. It is Kylo ASM Ren. Yep. Love it. Yeah, I do too. I think that's a great card. I'm sad we didn't think of that. All right. So I'm going to cover the next list. Um, Are you sure? Because yep, I don't think you can make scum I did. No, I can. Smaller I just, in print type. Like, let's nope. make them as tiny as possible. No, I just. Uh, no, it's, it's not only, my fault. It's only scum that. I noticed that. I just saw it. I'm like, really? <laughs> Look at how yep. big resistance is. Look at how big resistance is. Scum is like the tiniest. 
like scum is like here test your eyesight to see if you can All read right. this so i'll explain to you why it's how they put it in ctt it has nothing to do with oh, I'm me just giving you shit All i'm right. just giving you shit calm down so this is a boba nim list at oh. 189 points so this is an 11 point bid list mm, that's, and that's it's ran spicy. ran by no other than azagal who shows up on our stream except for today, obviously, probably because he's traveling. Um, That's spicy. Yep. It has Boba with Fearless. Nobody cares about Jamie Beam. Proxies, Protons, Hull Upgrade, A Blade of Painting, and Andras the title to give him two bombs. Captain Nim, which I love, by the way, with Extreme Handling, which we're going to talk about in a second. Ion Turret, Dengar, Dengar, which I think is pretty spicy on that ship. Protons, Seismics, Hull Upgrade, Havoc, Trajectory Simulator, and the R4B11. Now, Charles, I, I this is w why extreme handling. Is it just for the boost? Is, is that why? Or the, it's uh, the barrel. Yeah, the barrel. barrel. I'm sorry. The barrel. handling gives you a red barrel roll. Yes. But it, turn, or it turns your red barrel it, roll into white. white. Is there a reason for that? Like that seems extreme. To, I've never barrel rolled the, that ship ever in my life. Um, let me see. So looking at it, so I I've actually run a similar list to this in the Galaxy Tournament. This is actually what got me to uh, a top uh, thirty-two for one of the the Galaxy Tournament. Um, the expert handling helps when you're in uh, one of the. Typically, you want to take them towards the center of the board, or where you have the majority cluster of all the different um, like obstacles, and you want to start laying your bombs around that 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 inner circle of it. Expert handling helps them get away from the scrum, and you point your ion cannon behind you, and you can barrel to either arc dodge or get yourself behind a rock to help you get that extra defensive die that does help sometimes, or it helps you set up a uh, a trajectory simulator. Um, shot into the next thing and then you can uh like ahead of you and then just do a hard two in the next turn and barrel away and make sure that you're not getting hit by your own proton bomb that you just trajectory simulated out of you okay so it, it does help with with positioning mainly yeah all right it's just that's i've never ran that like dengar to me feels like i guess it's a two ship list so it works right dengar just makes it to where people don't want to shoot at you that's yeah, that's yeah. what dengar does they don't want to take the damage back uh late game that is a game changer. I ran, uh, I played against a guy at LVO that was running Dengar crew and late game when you've got ships that only have one to two health left. If it's not a killing shot, you don't take it because you could potentially end up dead no matter what. So it's, it's not worth it. Dengar is a almost a better deterrent for shots than bombs. Yeah, that's fair. I, I, and I do like Dengar. I think Dengar is really powerful. And I'm kind of surprised that he's as cheap as he is um, in the long run. And I'm surprised more people don't run him. But, I mean, Greedo's... The problem is Greedo's really strong, too. Right? You know, and I don't know. Anyway, I like this list. I think this is a pretty cool list. Um, I'm very sad that there's an 11-point bid in this list, but I understand why. Um, mm -hmm. But I think that once you move away from that, it it opens up a little other a couple other things you you could do so yeah the the one thing i'm really surprised to not see on this list is genius um because genius lets you 
drop a bomb after you move. Um, and that's one of the things that I used to do with my particular list is uh, I would uh, move in, I would genius with a, um, with like a, a concussion bomb or a proton bomb using a uh, skilled bombardier out the back um, so that we could drop it at a two and then you can barrel roll and that gets you out of the range of that bomb. I and, might be thinking 1.0 yeah. and I very possibly could, but I believe like when you throw that crew in there or the Havoc title, doesn't one of them take it takes away your crew slot to give you a uh mm -hmm. yeah so genius to... is Eshenek. oh and he's got the r4 never mind yep. Doctor. Mm -hmm. disregard me yep yeah all right next list is federal chickmunk <laughs> which i think is a pretty admirable thing who wants it i'll, I'll do it here no go ahead, go ahead three red squadrons with heroic uh, one, yeah, one, two, three, three red squadrons with heroic S foils and jamming beam. The jamming beam does not matter. Uh, one of them does not have S foils. Jamming beam is free, so why not put it on there? Uh, Rose Tico with three PO, uh, and then heroic fin. This is just this is a knife fighting list. That's what this is. This is get in, get dirty, throw as many dice as you can using fin and rose to to help. Like it's just. It works. It's it's synergistic. It's it's resistance beef. It's good. And 200 points. So I like this list. I think it's a good list. I've ran this before. Um, yeah. And all I threes, you don't have any issues with like um, with like bumping in or having to worry about like placement because you can pick and choose who you want to move first and stuff. And it's it's really good. It's a lot of beef. So, yeah. Yep. Next list is Dan X. And I'm not going to try to pronounce his name unless one of you want to. Um, I would, I would assume that it's Zureb. Yeah, right. exactly. So That's he's fine. running a separatist list here. He has Django Fetch uh, with Lone Wolf, Count Dooku, Proton Bombs, and Hole Upgrade. He has General Grievous and the Belbalob with Impervium Plating and Solus One, and then a Tekla Union Bomber with Plasmas, DRKs, and Independent Calculates with the Landing Struts. Uh, it's another variant of that three ship list here. Uh, this time, uh, opting to bring in the Techno Union bombers with the DRK probe droids to help Grievous and Django get those uh, those target lots uh, early on before they engage, and uh, getting those double modded shots in the beginning. Um, really, really solid uh, combo of this. I'm pretty sure that he would probably. I, I haven't seen any of the of the matches, but I would assume that he would try to put at least one of the obstacles in the center where he could just strut the the bomber. And then just launch that uh, uh, that that DRK droid out to just get locks, and then just um, just get that independent calculations off with a plasma onto unsuspecting enemy, and then Grievous and Django just cleans up really solid. Yep, it's the only surprising thing in this is you have just a standard Techno Union bomber versus DBS four hundred four. That's it. So. Mm -hmm. It is, think, it's it's to get that lone wolf or the. I was going to say, I think it's just to open up points on yep. to get the impervium plating or the lone wolf. Yep. It also is because technically speaking, plasma torpedo techno union bomber is going to last a little bit longer than um, DBS four hundred four will if they don't shoot at it, and and it, it, in this meta, it helps strip shields. So, yeah, <clears throat> and. Hint, that's what I've added to my Watt Swarm. So, anyway. All right. Now we're into top 16 with Arn 
Clems, Charles, it's yours. Take it away, baby. This one's Absolutely bigger for you, brilliant. so your old man eyes can read it. I really appreciate it. that my old man eyes can read it. Um, oh, yay. I hate you. Um, <laughs> more cure-ass fighters. Uh, again, so here's the thing, right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on a little bit of a rant here. 1.0 cure-ass fighters were trash. They were terrible until that very last um, Most Wanted, I think. No, Most Wanted was the two Z95s. It was um, Guns for Hire. Guns Fire, yes. Guns for Hire when we got With the, the Star Viper. Paint, yep, when we got the new painted uh, Kiraz and the new painted Star Viper, and we got the title for the Kiraz that made like every mod, it gave it two extra mod slots and made and every mod like three points cheaper or something like that. So yeah. you could add like a ridiculous number of zero cost mods to these ships. And that finally made them like worth. So until 2.0, these ships did not see these ships and Star Vipers both did not see the light of day. No one played them. It was fun for like a kitschy little list when you were trying to be dumb and see if you could make something work. I did Thweek at a Star Viper, Talonbane in this, and Fen Rao in the Fang, and it was fun. But I'm so like I don't care. I'm so happy these ships are seeing the light of day, even if they're not being released in 2.0. Like it's just nice to see ships that were just completely overlooked in the 1.0 beef metas that we had to see something that has a little bit of a better dial, a slightly better stat line than it did in 1.0. And they're just a, in a group, their their ability to perform. I'm not mad at it. Bring it. Yep. The sad thing I, I and this is where I went back to, the sad thing is it shows up too often in Top Cut out of other scum swarms that I would, or not swarms, but scum lists I would like to see. Right? Like, I, I agree, agree with you. In the same light, I would say the same for Separatists because when Nantex were the thing, Every list that was in a top cut that was CIS was Nantex. Yep. Every yep. single one. Droid swarms, I would have lacked to see. I would have rather have seen anything with a scimitar. But no, when something works, people flock to it. I I, I get your point. I and I agree. Get rid of Nantex. You can. I'll tell you what. You can have. You can have <laughs> them all together. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm thanks. Okay You're gonna that. give me that. I really appreciate you. Not You're in so scum. Kind. Oh. <laughs> okay. I'll give you my. Four of them. Actually, I won't because you'll never run. I won't. All right. Next list we have is from Martin Purviews, and it's a resistance list. JJ. So this one is three A wings. Uh, we have Lulu Lompar uh, with heroic, ZZ Tolo with cluster missiles, heroic events, optics. Tally with uh, Proton Rockets and Heroic, and then Zori Bliss and the Y-Wing uh, with R4 Astromech, Wartime Loadout, Concussion Missiles, Marksmanship, Events, Proton Torpedo uh, for 60 points there. So the total this actually comes out to is 198, uh, which I, I, I when I originally looked at this, I thought this was a 200-point list, but wow, you can get a lot into there. Um, this is really, really solid, mainly because uh, with the wartime loadout and marksmanship and events proton torpedoes, um, you can punch in at minimum two crits that your defender can't do anything about if you get them in bullseye. Uh, really, really solid for Zori. And uh, she she can get those extra actions uh, from the A-Wings um, if they decide to barrel roll or boost or focus, and she can get that early on um, since they're all initiative match at initiative five and do some really, really good um, 
of repositioning to get that bullseye whenever she needs it. Yeah, I think I think this is a good list. I'm sad Nobby's not in the chat to talk about it. So, <laughs> Nobby, shame on you. JJ, after this, you better tag Nobby and be like, where the fuck were you, bro? <laughs> We're talking A-Wings. Summon We're talking Nobby. A-Wings. And it's an A-Wing list. I would, I would actually run this. I actually... I put this in my kit for Monday night live. You know, uh-huh. I, I was actually considering this, uh, or at least an archetype of this for my, uh, for the bearded squadron tournament next weekend. I was considering this. So I, I just, this just looks fun to run, right? Like if we're talking about like fun things to run, I would find fun in this. I like, I like a wing. So anyway, moving on. Are terrible. Yeah. Okay. That's just cause you don't get any in scum. That, that's the only reason. Um, God, give me scum A wings. <laughs> nope. Oh, you don't get oh A wing fang swarm. I'm in. Who needs <laughs> M three A's? I'll just take the A. You can keep the M three. <laughs> All right. Next one is Coritan Rooks with a separatist list of Django Sunfac, which is a little spicy. Um, Sunfac has Ensnare and Treacherous, and Django has Lone Wolf. Jamie Beam, Count Dooku, Proxies, Shield Upgrave, Slave One, New Slave One, and Suppressive Gunner. Um, and like it comes in at 191 on points. Seems like a separatist take on Boba Fenn. It, it is. Yeah. That's all it is. Except for it's the take where you get to throw tractors at people. <laughs> That's it. Fair enough. Yeah. Like, Instead of red dice, you throw tractors. Yeah, you're like, hey, I can't kill you, but I'm going to tractor you to death. I don't know. I'm happy yeah, it made top you cut. Into the, if I can track you to where Django is in your back arc, out of his front arc, like that gets crazy. No. Yeah. Quickly. What you want is you want Sunfact to track to you into his bullseye because he rolls five dice at range one. Against yeah, so the does Fen And I don't have to track your anybody or be a bullseye. <laughs> okay, yeah, but Fen Ralph still has to deal with the, the their evade dice. You're you're dealing now a tractored ship. Um nah, fair enough. minus one agility. Yeah. So and then um yeah, and then if you if you decide to chase Django, then he's gonna hit you with proxy mines and uh and then suppressive gunner on top of that to to get rid of your mods. Yeah, it's it's really good. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's, it's a control list, is what that is. I bet you if we looked at if we looked at his win loss ratio right and looked at the points values, he probably is not winning by two hundred to zero. So Oh no. Um I do like that list. I like control list. I'll be honest. Again, I'm not an Antex player. As is somebody that plays CIS, I it's not me, man. That's just except for the one time why I could make Matt tilted. Um, or a couple of times I could make that really tilted. I did actually. Okay. Quick story. 30 second story. When the Nantex matter was happening, Matt and I actually argued about this quite a bit. And, um, I happened to buy a couple of Nantex and had three of them. And he literally asked me if I'm buying so I could have six Nantex to, or take him on. And I said, no. And he said, you're so full of shit right now. I can see the brown in your eyes. <laughs> he was so pissed at me. <laughs> and, I, and then I I don't. I think I own four. I own three or four. I don't remember which. Because I don't run them. I I only ran them against him because it made him tilted. And I would win every time. That's the only reason. <laughs> That's it. I ran them with um the disc things. Uh, HMPs. All right. Next one is Demetrius. Who wants to take that one? 
I got this one. So Demetrius, uh, a band after my own heart, running first order. Uh, Kylo Ren with Extreme Maneuvers, Predator, Sensor Scramblers, and the Jamming Suite. Blackouts, yes. Making uh, the top blank out. With Trick Shot, Sensor Scramblers, and Sensitive Controls, which is, that's actually really interesting. Sensitive, uh, sorry, uh, Sensor Scramblers on Blackout with Sensitive Controls. Um, you can decloak and then uh, do your barrel roll or boost after you do that. And then um, that's like, like decloaking at a four. Yeah, that's great. That's really great. Um, and then we got quick draw with proud tradition pattern analyzer. That is a really strong combo for quick draw with special forces gunner and fire control system. You could do a sloop, you get a target lock and a focus. Um, and yeah, it's fantastic. Really great. I'm not surprised that the Giants fan is happy for the new world order. Just saying. Look, we picked up the Bills offensive coordinator. We no, my, all right, we're moving on. <laughs> we're not. We're not done. We're not a sports cast. Uh, yep. Sorry. Like I don't like sports ball very well. Um, and the if you want to talk about ice ball or ice hockey, I'll talk about that a little ball bit, ball but it's not. still very minimal. It's exactly like ice hockey, except you're wearing. No, it's, oh, oh my god, no, it's not. And Football <laughs> is stupid compared to ice hockey. I'm done. We're we're done here. We're we're done because you're gonna get me tilted, and I, and it's gonna be another six hour cast where I lecture you on why hockey is a million times better than football, and they should be paid seventeen times more than any football player ever should be paid. At least better dental. Gosh, <laughs> you're not wrong. Ugh. All right, next one, Julian Hood. Charles? Oh, Harris Adula in the VCX naked as. Never mind. I was going to make a All right, stop. No, nope. I'll walk away. It, it went wrong in my head, but I stopped it before it came out. I'm good. As the VCX should be. It doesn't deserve upgrades. It doesn't need upgrades. It's got like a billion health. Let's not do that. Um, Ahsoka Tano in the A Wing with Mag Pulse, uh, A Wing Wedge with Predator, and A Wing Jake with Proxies or with Pro with Prockets, excuse me. Uh, again, hashtag summon Nobby. Where is Nobby when A Wings are being talked about? How does Julian Hood's name sound familiar? I think I've played against him at some point. Yeah. Yeah, he's played in quite a few of the GSP events, and and he's actually been in the top cut for some of the UK national stuff too. So he's a very, very good player. Um, I am glad to see that the VCX Hera is uh, actually making top cut rather than seeing B wing or A wing Hera. It's refreshing to see this original like Hera coming in. Um, she punches like a truck, even if she has no like mods on her or like you know um, like any equipment on her ship. Uh, she still punches super super hard. But, yeah. All right. Next person is Ashley Turner, and uh, with the Empire list with. Mark L. Steele in the X1 with marksmanship fire control system and brockets, which is a kind of a spicy take, actually. Um, Vader in the X1 with hate fire control and brockets. Another height, another spicy take. You don't usually see Vader with brockets, um, but it kind of makes sense. And then you have a V1 Baron with brockets and your favorite. Empire ship besides an alpha class starfighter <laughs> Lieutenant Kessel in the aggressor with effing Prockets. Yeah, I that was a head scratcher <laughs> for me. Uh yeah, because I would rather run it with an ion cannon than like you know rockets because you get more advantage out of it. But 
I mean, and you could drop marksmanship. Look, all I'm going to answer it. All I'm going to say is this: we would run this any number of different different ways, and we wouldn't make cut with it. So now. I got to disagree. I would absolutely run marksmanship with Merrick. I actually used to run it all the time uh, whenever I run Merrick, mainly because of his ability. Because if you can manage to get that crit through, you get to choose uh, three. You you turn up three cards, and you choose which crit you're going to assign to the ship that's going to go to. So if you combine that with firing uh, fire control system um, and and to, um, uh, to change a hit into a crit, um, and then marksmanship, you're going to get two crits most of the time, and if both of them get through the shields, um, you get to basically choose two direct hits if it comes up, or you get to put in whatever nasty okay. crit you Fine. want. So. You need one point to put a ion turret instead of rockets on Kestel. No, they're the same cost. They're five points each. Is it? No, I thought they were six points for an ion turret. You're thinking ion cannon. Ion cannon oh, yeah. okay. All right, then yes, I don't. Then, then, then it, that's a simple solution. I, I don't know. And you know what? This was not on stream that I know of. If somebody knows if this was on stream, I, I would like to watch this. Um, I like this list. This is a very uh, unique list. I approve. This is a Sith approved list. Um, here, I, I like this list. I, I'm tempted to run it, but because I don't know how to run this, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't want to put this on. Like. I feel like Vader has to have afterburners. <laughs> you know, like, why does my Vader have prockets? I get why to some extent, but how often is Vader range one without afterburners to outmaneuver thing? I, I just, I don't know. Like, that's good very, for her. I'm happy. That's a very aggressive Vader. Yeah, I think yeah. you run this in a block. You run this similar to, like, the resistance list where you have, like, a block of ships all together running after a particular target. I think that's how you run this one. And you know what? I Again, happy to test this. This this looks pretty fun. Like when yeah. we talk about what are these other meta type things, this looks like a fun list. I think I would have fun running this list. Anything with lots and of brackets makes I fun. I think that's one of the things that's making me happy right now when we're looking at this list is yeah, you see a little bit of the meta, you know, the the stuff that we normally see, the three ship separatist with uh fire spray and something else. But I'm happy to see stuff that is new. That, that we've not seen before or ships run with upgrades that maybe towards the meta don't make sense, but maybe her play style or his play style. I don't know. Ashley in my mind is a girl's name, but I'm not assuming pronouns. Their play, play uh, style. Their, yeah. Go. Their play. Thank you. Their play style, whatever it is, this might suit their particular aggressive play style. You know, yeah. I, I can't run uh Fen Gurry to save my life. But if you watch Phil GC do it, and I'll tout this every episode of this podcast, Phil GC is a surgeon. Yep. With with Gurry and Fen. I don't know. And he drops, he's got like a 17 point bid on that list or some nonsensical crazy bid. And just he wields that thing with such precision and the way he barrel rolls in and does what he needs to do to avoid shot. I can't play like that. It does not work for me. No matter how good he is at it, his skill level does not uh, does not translate to mine. So this might, you know, maybe she doesn't. Maybe they don't do well with turrets, and that's why they went with prockets because they're better at lining up those those range one shots or those bullseye shots or whatever it needs. So who knows? It obviously worked for them because they made cut with it. So I'm happy to see different things, you know, making cut rather than oh. It's the same six list every freaking time, and I'm just so tired of seeing it. Type and stuff. no dash. 
Yeah, and I'm no Torkel Mutt. Torkel is not that bad. No Torkel and no Dash. All right. Last list in top cut. In top 16, I apologize. Last list in top 16 is four HMPs. JJ, yeah. you want to do me the honors yep. of reading the list that I love? So Sam Cooper running four HMPs, one of them being the Onderon Oppressor, which is the Initiative 3 one, with Cluster Missiles, DRK Probe Droids, and Repulsor Lift stables, uh, stable, Stabilizers, uh, and then three uh, a Separatist Predator HMPs, which are the I3s. Initiative 1. They're I-3s as well? Okay. Um, with uh, Cluster Missiles, Kraken, Concussion Bombs, the Lead Fuses, uh, and then the other two, which is concussion bombs and delay fuses, and all of them with the repulsor lift stabilizers. Um, I particularly like the Andron oppressor because of its ability to uh, to give you a calculate when you either uh, perform a red maneuver or do the side slip. Um, that gives it an extra um, an extra option there for for mod because uh, you could barrel as well um, to to get that extra calculate there, and um, and then you just load these out here with the DRK probe droids um, to help your the rest of your list get those uh, target lots on a uh, on an enemy, and uh, because of the ship's chassis ability to get rerolls based on how many target locks you have on it, a really really strong way to make sure that all your ships have passive mods on offense uh, against an enemy, and it's really tanky. They're tough to take down. So yeah, yeah. So they're all I three. I love the concussion bombs and delayed fuses. Mm-hmm. I think that's extremely amazing for um, board control. And I don't. I don't. I think we've seen four HMPs before, but we've seen more missile oriented ones. This one is saying, "All right, fine. I got cluster missiles. I get to take two shots if I can." Um, if you don't have enough ships, I at least get three dice attacks and I get to drop bombs and control, control the area we're in. Charles, when these came out, remember you, me and John, we sat around and tried to figure out how we could get five of these things with bombs on them to like do extreme board control. Remember that? Like that was like. We had them set up like straight out, like coming down the board. Yep. And you could like, like kind of fan out and have like total with the 180 degree arc, you could cover like three quarters of the board going in. It was ridiculous. It was. We made that a point. Um, so this list is close to that. Not quite the same. This, this list is one ship less, but with more toys. Um, to actually do the killing shots. <laughs> we thought the bombs would do everything, but they did. But yeah, this this list is very similar to what me and Charles and John were playing with when these first came out. Because that was like the whole thing is like, oh, we could drop a bomb and side slip. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> you know, like, like <laughs> we could just take half the board and make it so you can't fly into it. You know, so you're gonna either run into us because you know what's gonna happen, or you're gonna fly into our bombs. Um, I I like this list a lot. I think this is a super spicy take on four HMPs, and um, I, I don't know. I just I think this is great. The best thing would be if you could give me something that allows uh, my uh, HMPs to take multiple target locks on other ships. It would be even better, but I don't think we'll ever see that. So I apologize. I thought that was the last list in top sixteen. Oliver Williams is actually the last list. JJ, run it down for us as we um. Yep. As as we look, run out the show. 
So very last one here. Uh, this is actually very similar to Ali Pocknell's list as well um, that he's actually run for the trilogy tournament. So we have Hera in the B-Wing with fire control system and tractor beam. Uh, Wedge Antilles uh, with the uh, Deadeye Shot and Moldy Crow uh, on Gen Ors and the Hawk. And then a, uh, a Jake Farrell with nothing on him. Uh, pure efficiency list. Uh, Moldy Crow can either boost Wedge or Hera to a four-die attack. Uh, Hera typically wants to shoot first because she can, if she has a target lock, um, she can uh, have that passive reroll on one of her shots and then tractor beam um, if she wants to uh, have that, uh, that ship tractored into Jan or Wedge's arc. And then Wedge can go in and hit uh, with a boosted Jan or shot with four dice or five at range one. Um, and then uh, Deadeye Shot just does even extra damage if um, if you happen to have him in Bullseye. And then Jan Ors hits you again, uh, probably with double modded shots if she happens to have a, a target lock um, after the third turn. And Jake Farrell, um, usually what you do is you run a wedge uh, with the foils closed uh, before engagement. Jake Farrell can have you boost focus uh, with Wedge, and then when he activates, he can open up his foils, get into range, and take a target lock as well. Um, so this is a really, really good efficient list, and it hits really hard. And you really, you really can't focus on one particular ship, and um, because they all do a lot of damage if you ignore the other. So yeah. Fair enough. I I like this list. This is very similar to what I've had to deal with. The last list, I, I, we're not going to really go through it. It's very almost identical uh, uh, from Ali Pocknell. Um, the only reason I threw this in here, because I didn't want to cover top 32, um, is because Ali went 6-0 in Swiss. Um, so it's either because he has a really good list or because he's a really good player or both. I don't know which it is. I mean, former um, world champion. I mean, yeah, he's I mean, he's a pretty solid player, yeah. just saying. Um, yeah, so the, this is that's what he's been running pretty much like like the last few months um, with between trilogy tournaments and other like uh, other events that he's been playing. He's been playing this list for a long time, so he's really really good at it. Yeah, so, yeah. and I like this list. I I don't get the the engine upgrade on Jan. That that's I would take those points and move them elsewhere. Just my opinion, but obviously I'm not Ali. <laughs> I'm not gone yeah. six and zero. I think it's so can keep up. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. And it's only two points, so. All right. All right. Well, so we had all these other things planned. I was super excited. I wanted to do predictions, uh, but I'll be honest. It's 11 o'clock. I got to get up super early tomorrow <laughs> to go into work. Um, I'm sure Charles does. Charles gets up earlier than all of us. And not that I <laughs> yeah, actually my, care. My, I mean, my I really don't care. At 6 a.m. So I'm yeah. out no matter what y'all decide to do. And nobody cares, but um, <laughs> I'm just being a dick. But in, I know you are. anyway, in, in fairness, of being for you, <laughs> make me a meme. Um, in fairness, we really wanted to cover um his triple LV or YV list, but it's just gonna have to wait. Like, unfortunately, I apologize. We're gonna move. We're gonna move that to another episode. I really want to cover Sith takers because I think it's important to look at what they cut right. And and we talked about all these things that are going to change the meta, blah, blah, blah. But if we go back and look at that meta, we didn't see a lot of bids. And the bids that we did see, I don't think really had a lot to do with them winning, if, if we're being honest. Like, none of the bids were aceless. You know, now if you get down into the top 32, it changes a little, little bit. You know, the, the top 32 list change things uh, uh, slightly. But, but in reality, it does not. So... Um, we, we, people have talked about 
oh my god all these changes and and these some of what we've seen is not going to change now we don't know what bump rules are we don't know what any of those other things are going to be we only know what road is and we only know what obstacle rules are so we could see a little bit of change i wanted to do a prediction segment as well but we're not going to do that tonight we're going to wait till either wednesday or next sunday to do that um I'm hoping we get points before then, and I will warn everybody, if we get points before then, we will not do any of that stuff, and we will only be covering that. <laughs> there will be literally Fair. nothing else we cover but any changes that happen until we finish those. That That's it. That's all we're going to cover. <laughs> nothing else. Um, I will also warn everybody that the 19th, the weekend of the 19th, is Crossroads. And I'm at a 85% probability of going right now. So that Sunday night stream is down in the 10% range unless JJ hosts it. And if JJ wants to host you and Charles, like kind of like what we did to screw Charles over for LVO, we will, we will <laughs> dump Chris into the gutter and that's fine. I'm actually okay with that. And if you let me know what you want the uh, graphic to be and everything like that beforehand, JJ, I will make it, but I will warn you that I'm at an 85. I have to, get my wife to concede that i can go but i'm at an 85 percent probability i'm going to go to that um right now because it's only a couple hours away for me and um and, and so i'm just that's what's going to happen so anyway um thank you all for joining us we will have if points have not come out next week we will have our predictions for what will happen for points and for some of the new rules what we think will change, um, because I bet you Charles will tell me droids are going to go up in cost or they're going to get rid of free uh, struts, one of the two. And um, hey, 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 Catherine, if you drive to that, let me know. Crossroads in two weeks, let me know. That We'll hang out. I ain't going to have nothing better to do with my time. Um, anyway, so yeah. So anyway, that's what we're planning on. Thank you all for joining us. Uh, we'll be back on Wednesday with some community streams. If you want to join us and play with us on stream, let us know. Uh, the link is in the chat. Otherwise, join our Discord, and JJ will provide you with all the information needed. Have a good night, and we will be back next week with more amazing planning phase syndicate. Have a good night, everyone. Good night, guys. <laughs>